Previously on Babies and Broadswords. You all wake up, and you found that the river ends in a the opening to a large room. There are cardboard boxes on these wire shelves stacked to the ceiling, and they extend for as far as you can see. Ignatius just starts ripping boxes open. Like this. This What's in here? What's in here? What's in here? Oh. Every box you rip open are parts of broken toys, but they're all gathered together. It's a dragon hoard here, Henry. This is your hoard of treasure. Oh. Is there any good stuff? Henry kind of wants to take a couple parts okay. and like Frankenstein something together. Look, <laughs> I got another doll with five heads on it. It's my, <laughs> it's my ninja star doll grenade. Why am I going? Because I was told that... We could be a part of the triangle, and those kids were nice to us, and they're gonna give us cookies. And I don't want to sit in a stupid our... dollhouse anymore. She Why starts don't... stomping off, trying to find a door. I, I got do? friends at Lady Chastity's too. Sit in the dolls forever. No, keep exploring. Yeah. Where you wanna go? Food the next door. Everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Everywhere. Are you kids thing. from Lady Chastity's? Eh? 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 dives into the no. toys. <laughs> Maybe. Scrooge McDuck style. Just... What's the matter, Daybell? You have a change of heart? <laughs> it's good to have family. Even if it's one that you make yourself. Yeah. I, I used to have one of those. What's your name? My name? Tucked. in listening land welcome to another episode of even footing games presents babies and broadswords babies, babies and broadswords and broad swords. babies and broadswords thank you jimmy and i were like in sync on that one you guys are just <laughs> uh, i am jason your sitter extraordinaire and with me is my core four, my fearsome foursome aaron lee jack and jimmy yeah. Good morning, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon, Lee. You are in a different time. Good. And apparently Bella Lugosi has joined us today. Oh. Very exciting. <laughs> when last we met, the kids had gotten off of their fancy dancy little amusement park ride. And they woke up in a large toy warehouse where parts of broken toys had been separated carefully into boxes and displayed uh, on large wire racks. It turned out that the person who was fixing these toys was a kid named Tucked. He's a mind flayer who was apparently a friend of Nanias, the innkeeper. He's about 11 or 12 years old. And apparently he's been living down underneath Lady Chastity's for some time now, fixing the broken toys that make their way down into the underground. So. Tucked has invited you into his living space. It is a comfortable room kind of made up of the the random flotsam and jetsam that makes its way down from Lady Chastity's. You recognize a lot of the blankets. You recognize some old frames that make up some of the bunk beds that the bigger kids get to sleep on. He's sort of built little chairs and, and a workbench or two. And you can tell he lives here by himself. 
because there's really no room for anybody else. It's a very small living space. But he stands and looks at all of you, and he's asked you to tell him the story of how you came to be where you are. And now we're here. <laughs> so what are you doing here, Mr. Tucked? He's processing all of this. He's been following most of it. <laughs> having having once been a baby on adventures himself, I've been living down here for reasons that are my own. But I've been putting together toys for the kids, and I send them back up to the orphanage when they're fixed. Oh, that's really nice of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How come we never actually got any fixed toys then? He thinks for a moment, I don't know. I send them up this chute here, and he points over to where there's a dumbwaiter. I put all the toys into the dumbwaiter, and then I... Maybe if it was a smart waiter, you'd be better off. That's not nice to call it dumb. This is the best I got. It's just what it's called. It's not really dumb. I read it in a book once. It's because dumb actually means you can't talk. Oh. Oh, I'm not dumb then. No. I can't talk. You're anti-dumb. It's an elevator. Well, of course it can't talk. It seems <laughs> silly to point that out. Can Thumpkin mm. suss out if he's recalls seeing a dumb waiter back at Lady Chastity's? Not that you can. Re- not that you've ever seen. Yeah. I I never seen anything like that up up there. Huh? Really? Yeah. I guess I just assumed the toys were always somebody was finding them because. They come down empty every time I... Oh. I bet the nurses took it, and then they sold them. Maybe we should go up to Dumbwaiter and find out where it goes. Yeah! Yeah. Not all together, but... Thunkins immediately goes over to it to see if he can um, fit. <laughs> Ignatius and Daybella would probably fit in there. Thunkins probably, too. Henry might have a bit of a a harder time. I think we yeah. can squeeze you in. I get fit. I'll just go up the next one. I can fit. Do I see a button I can hit? No, there's a there's a little, another little rope and pulley system though. I start just wait, going wait, back wait, wait. and forth. Hey, that's that's my only connection with the upper world. Why they going up and down like that? It's not supposed to go up and down. Because you have to just pull one one rope, not both of them. Just pull it down towards you like you're climbing up the rope. Oh, okay, and I start doing that. Just- and he rises up. <laughs> yep, it's dark. Tuck comes over and, and just kind of grabs the rope and lowers it back down. Uh, <laughs> again, again. I want to go. Let me do it, Fonkin. Said- okay. Okay, all right. Let, re- re- rewind back for me before. Uh, just a second. So Nania sent you to me because she thought I could help you because people think that you gave Cindy... Super cooties. Oh, well, yeah, I, I, right? asked, if, I, I, I asked if Grandpa said we don't. What? Yeah, he, he asked me if I wanted something, and I said I, did, I didn't want people to think that we did it. And then he said something I don't remember. You, you, you talked to the Invisible Grandpa. We talk- oh, yeah. <laughs> Thwompkins talks to him a lot. He knows your name? Uh-huh. Thwompkins is, yes. And you you asked him for something and he gave it to you? Oh no no no, he told me I can he told me I can have something. He never gives anything away for free. Why? Why did he why would Oh, why? it wasn't for we free. We gave him his harmonica. You gave him his harmonica? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That one. You gave 
him his harmonica. Why? Yeah, the Binky Pirates had stolen it. Do you realize what you've done? Giving someone back something that they that they had stolen from them? Yeah, it's a waifu-y waifu you know, harmonica. Yeah, we weren't being kind. His tentacles are quivering with agitation and, and trepidation now. Agitation. You're, I think my face is freaking out a little bit. Oh. I, do you need a hug? Hugs sometimes help when I'm- No! He backs up. No, no, don't. Don't. Okay. Thank, thank you for the offer, but best if, if you don't oh. come too close. Um, oh, okay. With your big, smooth, delicious brains. Yes, I smell. I smell. Yes. Oh, I mean, that doesn't bother me. I, 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 it's me. I'm the smelly one. Yes, yes. It's for, for you to be okay. Oh, I mean, that doesn't bother me. But if you said no, then I, then I respect your wishes. Thank you for respecting my no. He, he says in the tone, obviously, that he is repeating something the nurse yes. has said to him. Yeah. <laughs> That's how learning begins. Oh, boy. That explains... That explains a lot. What's this plane? It goes in the air. <laughs> it goes into the air? Oh, are those clouds? No, it's smaller than a cloud. I don't know what it does. It goes in the air and then splain... Oh, splain! Oh, is that the spoon? You know, when the nurses are like, here comes the... the, the- the spleen, yeah, that's, that's it. That's what Seth and Henry's book when I was reading it one time. Yeah. They kind of say it more like, here comes the plane. No, no, it says the spleen. That's right. Apparently we have planes <laughs> in this universe, cool. <laughs> we have computers. <laughs> and compu- well, we got computers and, and garage doors, why not? why not? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Planes planes would make sense. Yeah. We got planes, trains, and, and automobiles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, we've had planes, trains, and automobiles. We, well, we no, we're missing the automobile. <laughs> as far as you know. We did have a motorboat. And John Candy. Nice. <laughs> nice. And I don't remember he, John yeah. Candy. No, he, he He's around. Yeah. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to meet him. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, And yeah. boss. <laughs> he's out there somewhere. <laughs> he's out there. Just just know somewhere in this world, John Candy is still alive and well. It's a toilet made of candy. It's a John Candy. <laughs> Does that mean we can go to Camp Candy? The next season's going to be Camp Candy? Hey, do- oh my god. We got to do a summer camp. Babies and Broadsword summer camp. Oh, it'll, it'll be a little salute your undershorts, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Tuck says, let, let me, can I tell you kids a story? It's about the splain. <laughs> Do you have any car- carpet squares for us to sit on? And, uh, and Henry crisscross applesauce is on the floor. He grabs some, some rags that he's obviously been using to, like, clean up <laughs> grease spills and stuff like that. And just kind of plops them on the floor for you. I'll have a diaper on. I really gotta go right now. So I'm gonna go right over there. Yeah. Oh, 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 you're already. Yep. <laughs> Doing oh, it. Already uh, gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the stuff. I think Ignatius is the only one that canonically makes sure he goes potty every day. <laughs> you guys are just carrying around a load. <laughs> <laughs> Diapers are full. Ignatius just makes sure we all know about it. Pumpkin's <laughs> head is not the only thing filled with rocks. You could have at least <laughs> gone in a sawdust pile or something, but no, just right, right there on the floor. Well, that's okay. A- okay. That's a spot that smells good for it. Ooh, where's the sawdust? 
I mean, he points towards one of his workbenches where there's a pile of sawdust that he's swept up into a pile. Totally uses the sawdust. Oh, for crying <laughs> out loud! <laughs> well, you fair, you fair going with the sawdust. Why you say that if you I don't know what you expect. And it's always good to go potty before story time. <laughs> okay, yeah. anybody else? I mean, I, I, I have a bathroom. <laughs> What's a bathroom? I don't need a bath. It's a potty. I have a potty. Oh, oh, we have to beat up another monster. Well, no, I made sure that there's no monsters in this one. Potty, scary. Oh. oh. Henry decides that as there are no monsters and it's safe to go. <laughs> All right, so Tuck just, Tuck just devised a little outhouse inside the, his living space, and so you, Henry, you can go in and shut the door and have a little bit of privacy. Oh, so such privacy, such <laughs> privacy. And Hen- Henry, there's even some reading material in there. <laughs> Henry, Henry, uh, umpteen the million minutes. <laughs> Just a minute. That was greatness. It's occupied. <laughs> no, take your time. What? Uh, just down here, trying not to. Once Henry finishes the highlights, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and has circled all of the the ones that he found, all the differences, <laughs> all the little tiny umbrellas, and coffee cups. <laughs> Henry, you can you can see there are eraser marks all over. <laughs> Where Tuck has obviously solved all the puzzles and then erased them again to, so he can solve them again, you know. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Daybell is already sitting on the yeah. ground waiting patiently. <laughs> he has one 12 year old highlights. That's it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like a, it's like a dentist's office. Yeah, he's just got the one and he's got a reason over it. <laughs> he's been living on his own for a few years. He's, he's been through that highlights once or twice. <laughs> He doesn't appreciate the the preachiness of Goovis and Gavin. <laughs> he loves he loves a good word search. All right. So once you're all done, and and Tuck takes a moment to clean up his house from where various children have messed on his floors, grumbling all the while, looking at uh, Ignatius and Thwompkins particularly with a with a little more. Frustration in his eyes, and as if a he's, little more, I would eat your brains first. A, a little more, I would eat your brains first. Yeah, yeah. You got that same look on your face the nurses get. Maybe my maybe my vegan code needs to be relaxed for for a couple of minutes. Here, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a vegan mind flayer. Let's add an amendment. That's why that's why he lives by himself in a basement. Would yeah, you like yeah. some rocks with your brains? I think he would take anything he could get at this point. All right, so you're all sitting down, crisscross applesauce. Anybody ever tell you the story about how the orphanage was founded? Lady Chastity. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. she found it from yeah from other people that who had it. <laughs> some there was some sort of a factory there because mm-hmm. when she found it, because that's what's in the courtyard is factory playground. I thought it was always here forever. And oh, forever. oh, Wusty. And I, I think there was something about uh. Logging company, but I think that got edited out. <laughs> yes, there was there was a lot of revisionist history that occurred. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much right. Lady Chastity bought the orphanage from a group of business guys, and it was a, they used to make clothes and fabrics and stuff on some of the old, on old Rusty and some of the other playground stuff. And then uh, she turned it into the orphanage and they rounded up all 
of the kids in the in the neighborhood who didn't have parents, and that's how things got started officially. <laughs> well, why is a fish got anything? It's story time. You gotta raise your hand. Oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> Why the fish got anything to do with it? I don't, don't, I don't see any fish. Well, they're all gone now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fish don't live very long, oh, especially not in the Brown River. That's, that's <laughs> sad. What about the fish kid? He'll die someday too. Uh, you mean Bubbles the Mer Baby? Was he part of how it started? Was he the first baby there? No, the f- the first baby there was actually Diamond, and he was a Thorther. Oh, I heard about him. And that was about a hundred years ago, I think. Whoa. I heard the story from one of the big kids who heard it from a big kid, who heard it from a big kid, and now I'm telling it to you. Hey, you're a big kid now. I'm a big kid now. Well, <laughs> if I can ever actually tell it to you. <laughs> what did we hear? Fish. We were at fish. Yes. Officially, that was the story, but what they don't tell you is Lady Chastity had a brother. Oh, yeah. I I don't. A brother? I got a sister instead. Oh, oh, question, question, yes, question. Yes, yes, you, you with your hand waving in the air. Why do fish like sticks so much? Because I've heard about fish sticks, and they sound really good. And it sounds like fish like sticks. They like I like stuff that's pokey like that, and if it pokes the fish, that's pretty good because you can poke other stuff too. But fi- fish don't have hands except for bubbles. Yeah, the, the the fish sticks are for poking the fish, not for the fish to poke other things. It's a fish, and then you poke him with the stick. That's a fish stick. <laughs> um... It's a pokey stick. That's right. I got a pokey fork, and uh, sometimes the stick is just as good. If you want to poke things from further away, right? Oh, good idea. You so smart, big kid. <laughs> Thanks, I've worked hard to become so. Yeah, I see that. Very cool. It's as if you consumed a lot of knowledge. I don't do that. I mean, oh, right. <laughs> from books and stuff, yes. Yes, I read I read a lot of and listen to stories <laughs> and stuff. We don't get any knowledge at way chassis, mostly porridge. <laughs> The magic porridge is still there. Magic. Mm-hmm. It's oh, little, it never left. It's, it's something Western magic, I would say. Uh, that's <laughs> oh, somebody would have done question, something. Question. Yes, you with your hands up in the air. Lady Chastity's brother named Thwompkins? Nobody, nobody's name is Thwompkins. That's not a name. Hi, I'm Thwompkins. Ask, ask Invisible Grandpa. <laughs> you know. Let's circle back around to Invisible Grandpa, <laughs> shall we? Teapot officialness? He is part of the unofficialness, but he's not a fish. No. He's a ghost. So we don't need a stick. Are you a fish? Yeah, you're kind of fishy. I'm not sure what I am, to tell you the truth. <laughs> well, I think you're very handsome with your face tentacles. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, handsome. The tentacles, they, they look kind of like... They look like fingers. It's he's handsome. I didn't think about that. Nobody's ever called me handsome before. Oh, it's okay. You <laughs> sometimes when I'm being rotten, they say that to me. Oh, I am full. Oh, same thing. Right? Some hand, full hand, empty. Lots of hands. Either way, fish have no hands, so their hands empty. Funny parts, I got balls. Lady Chastity <laughs> had a brother. 
His name was Guillaume. Not Flonkins. Not Flonkins. Guillaume. Guillaume. That's a funny word. That is a funny name. Guillaume. Oh, oh, I think it's it's spelled G-E-O-O-O-M. Oh. I don't know what you just said, but Guillaume. And Guillaume didn't like kids. Neither did Lady Chastity, but at least she thought they were useful to have around, you know, because she got little hands. I don't know that that's really a good reason to have us around. And, <laughs> yeah, and some. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how they make you do arts and crafts sometimes for like hours and hours? You mean making shoes? Yes. Yeah. Making shoes, uh-huh. right? That's. That's why Lady Chastity likes kids, because you have little hands. I hate shoes. And you, you don't like pants either, do you? No. That, that's one of my crafts sometimes, and I don't like making pants either. Unless they're purple. And he- Henry Henry makes a pose. Your pants are very handsome, Henry. Thank you, Ignatius. Or a handful, whichever you prefer. Both. <laughs> Guillaume didn't like the fact that all of their money was going to the orphanage. And he wanted to shut the orphanage down and turn it back into a factory. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. And his thinking was, hey, if we don't have to take care of these kids, then we don't have to spend all of our money taking care of these kids, and I can have more money for fancy cigars and watching horses run. Whatever rich people do. Oh, I sometimes watch the centaur kid run in the in the in in the car yard. Was he fast? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. He's got more he's but got that, he's But then got he all trip and fall over over something in the ground. Ooh. You okay? I mean, that would be hard to fall over when you're like shaped all weird like that, right? Oh no, <laughs> it was a piece of machinery. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So, it was like, oh, Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. Bonk. Did you do a Flonkins? I do that sometimes. Okay. We all fall over sometimes. It happens. Not me usually. Maybe not, you know, you have cats over there, but... Not so much, mo- no. Most most of us tend to fall over. And, and, and maybe not the dragon, because you got all those extra legs, but... I only have four legs and some wings. I'm not one of those weird... Wyverns. Don't talk about them. Yeah, Wyverns. <laughs> Wyvern. Half dragons. Yeah. Why are you talking about Vern? Vern's pretty cool. Her friend Ernest is kind of weird, though, but that's that's a deep cut. It's, as the kids like to say. I don't know. I don't know that. One. I think they went to jail. And then camp. They went to camp. And then the army. He did. He had a lot of adventures. <laughs> He was scared stupid once, I remember that. Someday, kids, I'll tell you the story of Ernest. (laughs) But for now, let's get back to Lady Chastity and Guillaume. The orphanage to be not an orphanage. So his plan was to round all of the kids up that Lady Chastity had found on the streets and to send them off to boarding school where they would learn to be, like, army guys. Like, they would be, like, soldiers. Oh, yeah. That oh, sounds like, more fun. Like the alien. And, and Playing I soldiers like is sometimes part. fun. Playing soldiers is sometimes fun, but I don't like, I don't like fighting. 
learning could be very fun. And all I learned to do at Lady Chastity's is make shoes. And pants. And friends. Well, that's true. We Tompkins did hunts that. his friends. We did that when we left Lady Chastity's pretty much. Tompkins I hugs his friends. That's also true. I had friends once. Well, oh, you're my friend! And Tompkins goes, goes over to hug him. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nope. Oh, 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 right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Tentacles sorry. roll a quiver. Sorry, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I am compulsive. Okay. No, I, 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 I thank you for the thought, Blomkins. It's just... Oh, I'm thinking thinking of a of a hug. Thinking the hug. Blomkins, just tell, just tell him that. Just tell him that he's handsome. Oh, you're very handsome. He starts to, to get a little weepy again, and one of his tentacles, like, wipes a tear out of his eye. <laughs> yeah, see... That's like a hug. <laughs> he he looks at you for a moment, Thwompkins, and and his eyes go dark, and he and he says, uh, in, "Inside your head, thank you for the hug, Thwompkins." Eh, eh, um, whoa, <laughs> eh, eh, what the heck? What Guillaume and Lady Chastity got into a big <sighs> fight over what they were gonna do with all the kids. Lady Chastity wanted to keep them there. And even though she wasn't nice, at least she wanted the kids to, like, be fed and stuff. Where Guillaume just wanted to sell them off to the, the, the soldier camp where they would dig toilets, I guess, for the other soldiers. I don't know. It was didn't seem like a very nice plan to me. <laughs> Have you ever seen a bunch of grown-ups all go potty in the same hole before? I try not to That's look so at that. That's terrifying! <laughs> Where do you think the stinky brown river comes from? <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to think about it. A bathroom? Me neither. Blumpkins <laughs> just has a blank look on his face. Which is why Lady Chastity <laughs> said no. We can't. That's too far. No, it's really close. Yeah, it was just white back there. She said metaphorically, that's too far. <laughs> oh, I'm not good at math. I don't know. Yeah. Meta? Weren't you listening? Meta magic? No. <laughs> Is he related? Is metaphorically related to meta magic? We, I don't know. Maybe you kids met meta magic. Uh huh. If he ever pops up again, you should probably listen to what he's saying. <laughs> he got no hair on top. He can't help that. I got no hair on top either. <laughs> yeah. And your friend Thwompkins, Thwompkins got no hair on top. Neither do I. Henry's got no hair on top. He don't have no hairs at all, but he got some hair. Julius, Julius has hair for everybody. Well, on the sides. <laughs> it's really funny. Some people can't control that they're losing their hair as they get older, and maybe we don't make fun of them for it because they're a little sensitive about it. Well, I just never seen no baby with hair like that. Some people maybe got used to having a, a glorious full head of hair for most of their lives and then when they hit, oh, I don't know, late 30s, early 40s, started to realize that they were losing some of it. Oh. And, and they still haven't really uh, come to grips with it. You're working through some stuff, Jason? No! <laughs> Wait a second. Jason, you're very Writing handsome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wiping a tear away with my tentacle. Yeah. You don't get gold stars for, uh, for flattering me. You should just be doing that anyway. Uh, but J- Jimmy gets one for for pointing out the obvious yeah. <laughs> plot device and baby voices. So did she send the brother away and said go away? She wanted him to go away, but he wouldn't leave. 
and they got into a big fight. And one night they were arguing over what oh. to do with all of the babies. And Guillaume, Guillaume, after the fight, went storming off into the bathroom, and he died. In the bathroom? No, that's terrible. In the bathroom. In the potty? The place to die. Or the bathroom. In the potty. Wait, in the potty. He, he died in the potty? Yep. Oh, so he turned his shirts white? Or brown? They were white, and then he dyed them brown? I think he probably turned everything brown, but that's besides... <laughs> that's... Yeah, because when you, when you dye stuff, you, you're turning clothes to different colors. But here's the thing. When you... Sometimes, sometimes when you're old and you die, when you're really angry, you get stuck where you were. Oh, <gasps> then you're a real oh. jerk. And you're a re- and if you were a real jerk when you were alive, you become a bigger jerk when you're dead. Is that invisible grandpa? Is that what you just oh, said? You know grandpa? He died so much. He died so much that he's dead. Yeah, that means he's. Did he played harmonica? He, he did. He Ooh. had a harmonica when he was a kid. Invisible grandpa has a harmonica. <laughs> I know because you gave it back to him. We're saying his name a lot. Swampkin Yay. still has not connected the dots. Isn't that a nice thing to give him back, though? Well, let me put it this way, Daybella. What if a nurse hit you with a stick every day and then you took it away? Was it a fish stick? Yes. Well, did he hit people with the harmonica? What's, yeah, what's he do with the harmonica before I tell this story? He would play the harmonica as a way of... Letting the kids know when it was time to start marching, or to start cleaning, or to start doing all of the mean things that he wanted them to do, like, I don't know, knock on people's doors and run away. Oh, okay, why can Strain's blue? <laughs> right. Poser. Uh, <laughs> the harmonica was, he would blow a different note on the harmonica. <laughs> And the kids would know that they were supposed to go to bed, or it's bath time now, or you march around in a circle in the courtyard. But what is bath time? They don't, you guys don't, when they take you into the tubs and they put you with the soap and the water Ooh, and they clean you. That they, sounds awful, no. They don't, they don't do bath time anymore? That's why you keep saying bathroom when I'm like, that's for adults. That was like my <laughs> favorite day of the month. No, No more... Wow, think no, so. I don't think so. We go to the... Oh, oh, I, I, I heard them mention that time once because they looked at me and they said, oh, he's got so many little crevasses in his skin. It, it's good we don't have bath time. What a crumb. He'd be even more annoying. Also, I kind of, I kind of think that Daybella's parents might get washed away if she took a bath. Oh, that sounds horrible. Probably not too many. Soap probably bad for him. I don't put the soap directly on the curls or they'll <laughs> go away. <laughs> Dave has a little little cap, shower cap. Yeah. To protect the conditioner washing only. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, are you doing so good, Fonkins? So, like, uh, I don't know. So, <laughs> I just kind of suck in my lips. <laughs> so, so, it sounds like a bubble. Yeah, you saw the micro bubbles. 
We're all trying it. I don't know how many of us <laughs> no. are trying it in character and just trying it to see if we can do it. Nope. <laughs> oh, call me. Call me. <laughs> Henry and Aaron are not and pointedly looking at you all. <laughs> <laughs> I think the mustache bearded men are impeded in this a little bit. <laughs> A little bit more difficult when you got <laughs> creeping. There you go. We're, yeah, we're not getting that good seal. Yeah, so. <laughs> when Guillaume died, and they found his stinky, gross body in the toilets, <laughs> Lady Chastity took his harmonica and she threw it down the same toilet that he they went into. That he well. Yeah, I guess he did go into it, didn't he? <laughs> but when they when they took him to the the cemetery, and wait they, a second. They, he what? she flew the harmonica into where they pooed. Yeah. So just reasonably speaking, the harmonica mm. got poo all over it. Oh, absolutely! It was in the sewers for who knows how long. And then we gave the harmonica back to him. He's gonna put it on his mouth. Well. I, I, I guess if it makes you feel better, I promise you, this is not the first time that you've touched poo. No, but he's gonna put it on his mouth. <laughs> well, then, then your your friend's right. You're not off as bad as Invisible Grandpa is. <laughs> he gotta put it in a poo in his mouth. Thwompkins is oddly quiet. I think it's funny. I'm sorry. Go on, tell your story. <laughs> People started hearing noises coming from the old potty where Guillaume died. And then they started saying that people were, they could hear voices, like someone was talking to them through the potty, <laughs> asking for help, asking them to do things, and the and the voice would promise them that he would help them out. He would show them where all the secret cookies were, or he would tell them the best way to fool the nurses, and they would just have to do things around the orphanage for him. But the things that they did had to do around the orphanage always ended up pretty bad. So folks eventually learned that you don't go into that stall because the ghost who lived there was going to talk you into doing something that you would get in a lot of trouble for. Then why did Jacques tell us to go there? Because it's the only way to get to the, the sewers. It's not the only way, but might be the only way that he knew. Wait, who, who is this that you're talking to? Oh, Jacques, leader of the Triangle Gang. Or the, the old Triangle Gang, because we're the new Triangle I, I Gang. I was going to say, he's not really much of a leader. He's I not? Not oh. for us. Oh, is this the he drew the mustache on? Is that is that Yeah, 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 yeah. Is he still is he still drawing the mustache on? That wasn't real? Jock Jock wasn't one of our friends, but I knew him. He was him and his friends were like in another room and they were okay. We we got along alright. Ignatius is turned around right now when he heard that and he's like messing with his face. He turns around, he's got a red and blue mustache. <laughs> when he turns Ooh. around. Very dashing. Well, thank so you. So handsome people. <gasps> it's it's a, hey, where, 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 Julius go? Oh, thank you. My, my name, my name, Fred. Hi, Fred. I'm I'm Fred. Mustache Fred. That's what they call me. 
Hey, you know my name. I just know everybody's name. Black Invisible Grandpa. Oh no. Oh, well, you're you're in luck. You're hearing a story about him. Now, then he turns around again and like messes with his face, and then turns back around. There's no mustache. I'll just fly <laughs> in something. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a shame. He's not. He was. He was going to hear the story, and now he's not going to hear the story. Well, apparently, it worked on at least Lumpkins. <laughs> what? <laughs> just fly in something. I can't help but notice. <laughs> That you, you've said his name many times. Thwankins. Mm-hmm. Not Thwankins. Fred. <laughs> Invisible Grandpa. Yeah. And he hasn't appeared. His name. Guillaume. Is Guillaume. What if we say Guillaume a whole bunch? Guillaume. I think we already have. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that he hasn't appeared means that he's not trapped like he was. Which I can only assume is because... You gave him his harmonica. See, most dead people really only want, like, one thing. And then they'll either stop being jerks, or they become bigger jerks. Oh, no. That don't I think make probably sense. he's the latter. He is pretty bad. Who's Michael Jerk? He's a ladder? Yes. Mm-hmm. I could climb him, but I don't want to. <laughs> he's got, got a poo harmonica. <laughs> well hello podlers this is jimmy st james with even footing games thank you for listening to this episode of even footing games presents babies and broadswords i just have a couple of things i wanted to talk to you about today first of all the YouTube channel, The Blame Society, featured us on their show, Beer and Board Games. Those guys are hilarious, and it was a lot of fun seeing them play the game. Also, we've been featured on Tabletop Journeys podcast, where our very own Jason runs those guys through an epic adventure that's going to span the course of several episodes on Tabletop Journeys. And if you want to hear more about this kind of cool stuff that we're always doing. You can always join our mailing list under the community tab on our website and get this information right away. Or if you really want to get close, get involved with us and become part of this process, you can always support us on Patreon at Even Footing Games. But for now, let's get back to the action and see what these crazy kids get up to next. few years after Guillaume died in the potties, Lady Chastity died too from drinking tea. I don't know if she drank too much tea or if it was just bad tea, but one maybe day Maybe not enough tea. Oh, maybe no. not enough tea. One second she was drinking tea and the next second... You probably get stuck in your float. Oh, oh, that makes sense. It's got pointy parts at the top and the bottom. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pointy things. Oh, that's right. a T. Don't wake an X evil. It's got even <laughs> more pointy parts. Oh no! Don't 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 drink an M. Ooh. Oh wait, T's in the pumpkins too. Is it? <laughs> Maybe you're gonna die too then. Oh wait 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 wait. Yeah. No, that doesn't really work. Does, no, it doesn't work as good. Lady Chastity li- loved the orphanage so much. 
her ghost stayed too, and she still haunts the orphanage above. I guess. I don't know. I never saw her. I never saw her. <laughs> I heard other kids say that, but I don't know. But a lot of people say the reason that she stayed was that so she could keep an eye on and... Gium. I don't believe in ghosts, though. You've, you've seen a ghost. Nope. I don't believe in ghosts. I could show you some right now. I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> I don't know if they're ghosts. They're dead people. They're the just- things in your head? They're anthropomorphic personifications of a f- sentient fungal infection. <laughs> um... Okay. okay. If it Not makes much. you feel better that they're ghosts, then go ahead and, and go with that. <laughs> I, I tried to look more in, but uh, yeah, they didn't want me poking around in there. Mm, they don't like that. Yeah. It's like when you go into someone's room and don't close the door, it's mean. That's a good point. I'll, I won't look in your head anymore. Mostly because I'm terrified of what you will become. <laughs> anyway, now that Invisible Grandpa, oh, I can't, I can't believe I'm still saying it, has his harmonica, <laughs> the balance of power has shifted. Gosh, story is so long. I wonder why. <laughs> I can't quiet, figure it out it. either. <laughs> Longest story And believe ever. me, every moment you kids are here, the, the hungrier I get. Oh, here, I got it. I got it. He, uh, he offers one of the, uh... The biscuits. So hungry. <laughs> here you go. One of the things that Nadia gave him. I, I'm hungry. One of the biscuits? I'm hungry, mm-hmm. too. He, he, he won't take it out of your hands, but he'll, like, <laughs> like, motions you to put it on the floor. Uh, okay. And then he reaches out and grabs it and just, like, pretends to eat it. He makes a very... <laughs> Obvious show of mm. just like holding it under his tentacles. Mm. <laughs> Yay! I feel much better now. Yay. And then he just kind of like slips it into his pocket. That might be brain food. Please don't say that word. Brain? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Both of them together, please. <laughs> okay. I've been down here a long time and I'm very hungry. Lady Chastity! And, and her brother Guillaume, the invisible grandpa, the balance of power, I'm afraid, has shifted now that he's regained his harmonica, the source of his meanness. And I don't know what's happening up in the upper orphanage. I haven't been able to get up there for some time. But I'm afraid that invisible grandpa might be too powerful to stop. That then, 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 then. Cogs are turning, cogs are turning, cogs are turning. Then, I can literally then, hear the wheels. Then, then, then. What does Lady Chastity want? If we get Lady Chastity what she wants, maybe then she can, she can, they can, they can fight. We know Ooh, what Lady Chastity fight. wants. She just wants shoes. Yeah, more shoes. <laughs> oh, we can make her pants. all the shoes. I'm done making shoes. Ooh. I like your rebellious spirit. Yeah. That's why we like at Henry, because Henry's smart. I mean, smart enough not to make shoes anymore. And handsome. It's part of being... I think what we really need now, though, I think what Lady Chastity wants is the, the, the help that she'll need to protect the orphanage is, is the combined might of all of the children. But the only person who could really... 
has the juice to put everybody together, has super cooties right now. Juice? What juice? Is juice the secret? Juice is the secret. Sure. I want juice. If you get the juice, then, then, that's, then you know the secret. Um, I want juice. The juice. I'll- it's like a drink that's made of fruit, but it's really got more sugar than it does fruit, but... Yum. But, but you Sounds think it's delicious. Like, you think it's like, oh, it's healthy because it's got a fruit in it, but it's not really all that healthy. <laughs> What's a fruit? I don't know what that is. Sounds not like porridge, though. It's not... It's I, I, I had a grape once. A grape? And even though I don't really... Yeah, I thought it was something else. But even though I don't particularly like... <laughs> that kind of food, it was still pretty tasty. I guess it grows on like trees and in the ground and stuff. Wow. If it grows on trees, why can't we have any of it? I don't know. Because it's cheaper to have a never ending bowl of porridge. Oh, is that like the tree that the that the dryad girl says stay away from my tree? I'm not sure what that is, but okay. Uh-huh. I didn't realize I threw out an obscure creature. <laughs> <laughs> I've been down here for like a while. I was surprised that there's a dragon in the orphanage now, to tell you the truth. <laughs> oh, it's are, just me. are you surprised there's a gargoyle? Is that what you are? Uh-huh. Yes, I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, by see, that. see, gargoyle. Ah, and he, po- he does a I, pose. Now I see it. Okay. Okay. Can you <laughs> like shoot rainwater out of your mouth? Because I think that would really just. Cement the the aesthetic for me. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you're 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 scaring off the evil spirits now. Well, shoots a lot of other stuff out of his mouth. Is it is it mostly nonsense? Bing bong. It's just silly words. That's that's the answer that I thought. Bing bong yom hiem bombkins. I said all of my catchphrases. If you were selling t-shirts, you could put those catchphrases on that t-shirt. <laughs> I made a t-shirt. T-shirt. It's like a shirt, but it's like the sleeves aren't real. T for Thumpkins! The sleeves yeah. aren't real? Well, they're like not long. You know, like your sleeves go all the way down to your arms, but like these don't go all the way down to your arms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he holds up his. He's wearing a robe, but his sleeves are flopping on the end of it too. You know how all of our sleeves flop at the end of our no, shirts. I just got this vest. Oh man, and no pants. No pants. Need or, merch or t-shirts or anything. You don't need any. Yeah, we need a shirt that might end up on some kind of website. Maybe like a <laughs> spider can put you it up on spiders? a web, and you can go to you know a website. No, but we know rats that can make webs, which is and pretty cool. The yeah. point is, the only thing that's going to save this orphanage is merchandising, merchandising, <laughs> merchandising. Oh, that's what Lady Chastity wants. She wants merchandising. It would explain all of the shoes. Okay, so we need to go upstairs, and we need to make everybody t-shirts, t for Thompkins, and, and, and then we can all be together, and then we, we can also then do the merchandising, and, and then we can save the day. Or you could break into the confiscation closet, where the only vial of super cootie antidote that I've ever heard about is kept. Wait, and what? Use that to save Cindy. That's what you finally getting at? Well, I tried to get there a while ago. I feel like this could have been a shorter email instead of a meeting. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, maybe we can circle back around. Maybe through clever editing, this will be a lot shorter. <laughs> Much shorter, because I need to fill at least 50 minutes of story time. <laughs> I can get you kids back up into the orphanage. I can't go up there myself, unfortunately. For reasons. For what reasons? <laughs> I'm not He's reasons. a big kid. He, doesn't, he can't go up there anymore. I'm not, I'm not for everybody's safety. I'm, I should stay away from people's brains. I mean... People. Oh, my brain's in my head, so that's okay. I know. And there's rocks. <laughs> Henry told me there's rocks in my head, and so did Jack. No, his head, your head made of rocks. Yeah. Oh, there's probably rocks in there, it's too. It's made of girl. rocks. So if my head's made of rocks, that means my brain is encased in rock. Delicious. <laughs> delicious rocks. Why are you kids? I'm going to get you kids on the dumbwaiter now. How about that? I think I really okay. need... <laughs> Super booty okay. medicine. We're your, on it. Your old buddy Tuck <laughs> really needs to. Oh man, we're gonna have to go all the way back in the sewers and find Cindy again. And, and well, I've been thinking we don't. We should. <laughs> if you call it a dumb waiter, it's kind of mean. We should call it the not a nice waiter. Yeah. How about how about the super fun lifty box? Was that <laughs> you like that? Not <laughs> as smart waiter. Do we have to refer to its intelligence? Tompkins gets in the dumb waiter. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you mean the super ha- fun happy lifting box? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was up to our lifting friend. I'm not sure where this goes. I thought it went to somewhere where kids could get the toys, but you're all telling me that you've never seen the toys, so I gotta start to wonder. But have fun! And he pulls the rope Swampkins, and you you go up in the super happy lifting. Swampkins gives a box. thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> Just as he's going. Exactly. And there's somewhere there's a heroic electric guitar playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Everything goes in slow motion. Swampkins, as you rise up into the dark. Such a maverick. <laughs> Such a maverick. <laughs> Dump oh. waiter to the orphanage. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There we go. There we go. That way we won't have to pay any royalties. All right. Um, (laughs) Wompkins, the dumbwaiter, the super fun happy lifty box, hits the top of of the roof. And there are two doors, like cupboard doors in front of you. And you push them open. And that's where we're going to stop for the day. (gasps) Poddlers, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Babies and Broadswords. We had such a good time today. I know this was a... (laughs) expositionary episode, but sometimes you need to squeeze those in. They're important. It should have been an email. (laughs) Sometimes you need to squeeze them out. You just need to squeeze it out. Sometimes you need to just just get them out. Yeah. Next time, we will have a meeting about the email that I'll craft about the meeting that we'll have. If you want to stick around and listen to some big kid talk... (laughs) We're going to be doing that now. If you feel that you've got enough big kid talk in the episode, <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> from here, to, from all of us here at Even Putting Games, it's been weird. It'll get better. I'm sorry. Wait, are they gone? Are they gone? Are they gone? Are they gone? Kids, how you doing? Cool kids. We're all here to say you're cool and handsome. <laughs> very cool and handsome. All of you are handsome. You're a bunch of handsome people. Look at all those handsome folks out there. That's what I say. So, 
sometimes when you are when you are the sitter, when you are the 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 game master, you may not be as prepared as you would like to be. Your life gets in the way. It happens. Oh, yeah. It happens. We 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 all have other things going on in our lives. So I'm curious, those of you who have experience both as new and old DMs, what do you do, GMs? What do you do when you find yourself having to wing it more than you would like? Cancel the session. That's a uh, totally viable. Actually, that's not a bad option. <laughs> what if you can't cancel the session though? What if it's a what podcast? if you're on some? Yeah, Pret- what if you're on I mean, some sort you're of? You're sick. <laughs> I might have some good input for this, considering that's the basis of my own podcast. That is, it, uh, um, is to not plan ahead. So I find that. It really just relying on your players and their interactions is is a great place to start because everyone who is there is there because they want to play a character mostly and or ideally I should say and there's definitely I I guarantee you that if your players are invested as much as you want them to be of course then they have their own ideas and things that they want to explore and so. Just kind of giving them a little push in that direction and seeing where they go with it. And then usually you can build off of that, of where they're going. That's fair. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that's fun that I've been trying to really do with my own games is a little thing I like to call players first, where I don't, I have a bare bones idea of like literally one sentence of what the session might be. Granted, I have a little bit in my head about what like the NPCs' motivations are and stuff like that, but don't have too much planned. And I let actually the players dictate a lot of the narrative. For example, like the character, the char- players are going after a bandit group. They encounter it. They overcome the bandit group, and maybe one of the players is kind of really tied to that bandit group, and they find a chest at the end. And I say, in this chest is. So, is the main objective of this bandit group something that they've been working heavily towards? Player A, you have t- your backstory is heavily tied to the bandit camp. What's in this box? And you'll be surprised what players come up with. Like, I first started doing this. I'm like, oh dear God, players are going to come up with like the craziest things to give themselves an advantage. And so far, I've yet to encounter that. The players always come up with fun things that just like give you tons of ideas as a game master. Where at that point, they're practically writing the story themselves. And the players love that because it helps them get more invested. Yeah, there's always something that they want to do. And sometimes having a narrative episode like this is, is a good place to explore that. Oh, yeah. So. And, you know, also, and this probably uh, is a good time to mention this, a fun NPC where you get to role play as the game master <laughs> and you can draw a story out of your players. If you have oh, yeah. a mm-hmm. fun NPC that the players are going to enjoy interacting with, which is obviously what's happened today. And you can do leading so que- questions. You can do leading situations, things that, are, you know. I don't know if Jason had anything planned for what Lady Chastity wants, but we, we as players just kicked out a bunch of things that possibly Lady Chastity could want. And now Jason's like, hey, I got tons of ideas. He probably might have already had one. He's shaking his head no. 
<laughs> He's going to throw them all in the garbage. It's only Jason's ideas. Oh, no, no. I wasn't shaking my head. These I were no all Jason. Me not having ideas. I'm saying, no, your ideas were terrible. I'm not using them. That's what I'm saying. Merchandising. Yeah, exactly. Merchandising. <laughs> Merchandising. But it's the idea that, you know, something like that could be fun. And a lot of times, you never know. Your players might have a better idea than even you thought of. <gasps> all the time. time. All so take time. that script. Take that script yeah. that you wrote, that 50-page script for the session. <laughs> wait, wait. You guys have scripts? No. And nothing against those who like scripts and like a well-structured thing. I'm purely joking. If that's what your players like and that's what your players work with and that's how you roll, then that's what your players get. Can't roll against box text. Obviously, we're not too concerned about structure here, which sometimes, I'm sorry, as the audience, that you have to deal with that. (laughs) Now, the thing is, a lot of the things that I was mentioning with leading questions and stuff are things I plan to do for the next session or the next season while I'll be GMing. Right. Which he will be. Soon. Yes. I think for me, it really is very much like, like you've all said, it's, it's, if I can come up with a germ of an idea, I, I can help, the players will, will help me fill in the blanks. Today, though, I just wanted to get this little bit of story across just because we are kind of getting to the, the end of the season. So the, the stakes, and my, and my stakes changed uh, a couple of weeks ago when something happened that I wasn't expecting, but, that's okay. We're working with it. Shame on, shame on me for having a, an outline. How could what I? What were you thinking? I wasn't, and that's the problem. <laughs> were we going to have no agency? I mean, honestly, if you think about it. I mean, if I, if I did it right, yeah. <laughs> that's the fun it's thing Jason's about babies goal. and broadswords is that I almost feel like it leads to the players being almost more chaotic than usual. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and the, <laughs> In a fun and, way, I hope. <laughs> And the chaos is something to be to be encouraged, I think. Now when the uh, characters do something completely and utterly stupid, it makes sense. <laughs> not utterly stupid. <laughs> That's just I think that, yeah. I do. I do. <laughs> I think the best, ad- yeah, the advice I always try and remind myself when I'm starting to freak out before running a game is just, it's impossible, but try and relax and mm-hmm. just yeah. not worry about it because... You're going to go in there, and as long as you have, like, a very basic outline, then I'm sure it will be okay, and your your players are going to get into it, and you're going to get into it, and just go with the flow, figure out what's going to happen. Yeah, the thing to remember is you've done partial sessions. Every GM has done some session at some <clears throat> point where the players didn't do what they wanted, and it turned out fine. Hmm? It turned out, and it turned out fine. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And yep. It's probably the whole session is probably going to be the same way as it was for those 10 minutes that... Things went askew and you didn't know what to do and it was fun anyway. One tool that I like to use sometimes if I find that I'm having issues occasionally is... It's a hammer! Yeah, a hammer! hammer. Um, I make a list of all the major NPCs and I write out their goals. And I write up bare bones things that can change those goals. I find that if I... If I keep the motivation going, if I keep in mind of where the NPCs, what they want and what they desire, and keep that in mind with the player's actions, it usually writes itself. Yeah, if you have strong NPCs, that's like the yeah, best absolutely. work you can do, because absolutely. then yeah. it doesn't even matter what they do. That that happened very recently with one of our NPCs that the group took the direction just like completely differently than I thought it would be, but... If you put yourself in the headspace of a character, then you should it, it should be easier to figure out where they're going to go. But really, I think my biggest my biggest indicator, my biggest tip, if you feel underprepared, is to just 
gauge how your players are reacting. If they're looking like they're having fun and they're laughing and they're joking around, then that's why you're there. You know, if they're enjoying what you're doing, even if you hadn't planned it or you hadn't planned anything, at least they're having fun. And at the end of the day, that's that's the that's reason we that do we this. do this. It that's is. why we do this. this and that's why you as the GM or sitter, that's, you know, you're offering up your time, mm-hmm. your patience, your everything, your spot, you know, you're offering it to help your other players have fun. And, you know, they look to you to help guide that fun. And sometimes <laughs> it's a hard job, but the thing is, though, they'll be more than happy to help when, you know, when push comes to shove. If they understand you're having a rough day, you can even let them know ahead of time. Hey, guys, I don't have too much planned for this, so let's try to wing it. There's nothing wrong with that. He just got hit with a dose of reality. Is that what we're supposed to be doing? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know some DMs who are like, you players are just here to facilitate the story that I want to tell. If your players are along for the ride... Whatever, that works for you. Just as long as your players are having fun. If they're not, then you take Aaron's advice and pretend to be sick. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And just end that right there. Speaking of ending it right there, I think that is some great advice. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Podlers, for listening to another episode of Even Footing Games Presents Babies and Broadswords. We are going to be back again next Wednesday with another exciting episode. That will hopefully not completely come off the top of my head five minutes before we started. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.